This is Pursuing Wholeness. y'all it's veronica and sean here on the pursuing wholeness podcast and um we had a good good weekend and just coming to you actually on sunday evening usually we try to record on saturday but um (laughs) (laughs) we had one of those intense conversations it wasn't that bad i guess it was just probably more it was just a little bit I just go ahead and put it out there. So for me, it was a little heavy. And so a lot of, I mean, not not necessarily like she said, like where, you know, we kind of like, man, you know, I don't, don't want to deal with you at this moment. Not so much like that. Just kind of more so like, I know with me sometimes whenever, I just, y'all, we have a lot of, a lot of deep conversations and have ever since we started dating. You yeah, know. I wonder if other couples talk <clears throat> as much as we do. <laughs> right, we be talking about deep stuff a whole lot, man. And so sometimes with me, it's like it be so much in my mind, depending on what we're talking about, that it's just kind of hard for me. It's like it just puts so many other thoughts in my mind. Is I'm just kind of like, man, I'm good, man. I, I can't. I don't. I really don't want to think about a whole lot of stuff right now. Yep, Sean was like. Well, I just saw him turn off the lights and shutting everything down. <laughs> it was like nine thirty or something. I was like, "What you um? You about to go to bed?" He was like, "What you worry about me for?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 hold up, no, no. You didn't say it like that. You didn't say it like that. You were just like, "I'm going to bed." Why are you concerned? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a little bit later than nine thirty. I think we were still kind of sitting there. I was, I was at least I was kind of sitting there for a while after our conversation. Kind of like in a day, just kind of like. Just kind of like, I guess sitting there kind of bogged bog down. Yeah, it's about 10 o'clock. That's right. So, I was, you know, it's like we had already decided, even though we're recording it around that same time right now, <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's late because um, I got to go to work tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, I was just kind of more so like, well, we ain't recording the podcast, so let's go to bed, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. It's all good, though. We, um... Had a good day today. Um, I don't know about our daughter, our six-year-old. She was all day like, this is a wonderful day. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the best Sundays ever. And I don't know what it was. It sure wasn't the biscuits and the um, salmon croquettes I made this morning. Um, even though they were good, but something, some something reason. Something about the biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits. I guess she, she thought they were burnt because they were brown. Because they didn't. had honey in them, and so that kind of like made the flour brown. But they were um, good, but she looked at that and then made a determination based on the look. You know, it was like they're not burnt at all. They're not so. Yeah, and I thought they were actually some of my better biscuits. I mean, because they were like fluffy. I had done the little layers, so they were like flaky. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I did notice. That. I think they turned out pretty good. So. 
but anyway. so what for her yeah. but I, other than that she was just like raving about the day and and really all we did was um clean up and cook <laughs> yeah you know because the thing is she's very much our oldest daughter is very much of a people person very much so and so usually since we've been doing this virtual church thing um for a while we've had a routine after after church you know we um get up like about five or ten minutes after and then we clean up i mean we but it's usually only for about i would say about 30 minutes or so Mm. but we kind of kept on i was i was kind of doing some other things and then my wife was doing other things so i think that um when our oldest daughter kind of saw us all doing stuff i mean she was doing some things she had some regular chores on sunday after church um but she kind of saw that going on and and she just kind of felt like she was a part of something you know i guess seeing us work together right everybody kind of working together in their respective places in the home she kind of really liked that then they went on a walk with um her and my my wife and my younger daughter went on a walk so that was together and and it was sunny and the sun was shining the, this is she's just like me y'all yeah, y'all she's know very me. very she's romantic funny. The sun was shining and the birds are treat, treating just right and the wind is just like a perfect breeze. This is this this is the six year old talk. It's not me. <laughs> this is her talk. The wind, the breeze is just right. Oh, it's just it's just a nice day today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then she got to um, she got to work on her her laptop today. You know, we we kind of we try not to have her on those screens all the time because she's on there enough with the homeschool stuff we do and all that. So, but anyway, so she got to be on there for a while. And writing her little story. <clears throat> writing then. My wife made a carrot souffle. And so, I mean, she was ranting and raving about being able to get to that. And so she, everything was just great for her. Everything <laughs> was. And it, and it was a good day. It You know, it's like a lot of times you feel like the good days are the ones where you like go and do something really fun and you, um, I don't know. Like it's usually some big thing that you're doing, but we had a good day just cleaning up and cooking. Like that's all we did, and it was a good day. I mean, we went to church um, online, and that was good too. Good sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just focused on the home. So I don't know. I, I guess just that's a um, reminder that it's not always what you do, but who you do it with. Because like for her, for us to be participating in something with her was just like that was that made her day i mean she just she just loved it mm-hmm. so we got to remember that mm-hmm. um but anyway we didn't just come on to talk about our weekend i mean it was a good weekend but um we did want to have a did want to have a conversation about a particular subject um and really like the question that comes to my mind is where are the good people mm-hmm. or where the good people at you know like are there any good people left in the world Mm-hmm. And the reason why we thought about this is um, we're just kind of scrolling through the news. And, you know, I, I try to look at different news sources to just kind of see how people are presenting different topics. And you look at one news source and it's saying the Democrats are hypocrites because of this. And then you look at the other news source and it says the Republicans are hypocrites because of that. Mm-hmm. And then so-and-so said that they're about this, but look, they really doing that. And, oh, yeah, this is, this is uh, people are, you know, 
saying one thing but doing another. It's just like everybody's talking like that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes us wonder, like, where are the people who do the right thing because it's the right thing? Mm-hmm. Like they're not looking for any kind of accolades. They're not doing it because it's opportunistic for them. It's not, like, going to give them some kind of accolades or political points. Like, where are the people who just do the right thing? Right, right. Even, even, even with this whole discussion of stuff having to do with politics, which neither of us really care to go a whole lot into this stuff anyway for the record you know but anyway considering all that I always wonder who is there who is willing to do the right thing even if it costs them their job you know because like you know I mean you know public service but a lot of times regardless of party it seems like people more so consider what they can do so they can stay in office. Yeah, they and, just want to be reelected. Right. And I tell you, man, like really, like real talk, real talk. When I really kind of start to like pay more attention to politics and understand the whole two party thing and, you know, especially as time went on and, and, and politics actually became more polarized you know than when it was when i first started paying attention to it it really surprised me i was like you know this like how is this how is this happening like this i didn't think this was supposed to you know i didn't think this was supposed to be this way i did like i really didn't think that you know i didn't really consider that you know a lot of time, a lot of people would really be more so focused on like doing whatever they could do to keep their job rather than doing upholding whatever is the right thing to do you know at the moment it was very honestly surprising to me yeah it's interesting that you even put it that way keeping your job like usually in order to keep your job you have to do the right thing Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. but when it comes to politics then keeping your job doesn't always mean doing the right thing sometimes it just means a lot of times it just means doing what most of the people want you to do Mm -hmm. and um like when is that ever okay? Mm-hmm. When you were growing up, it was not okay for you to do the thing that most of your peers wanted you to do. Like, just because, like, uh, we all know it. If if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, <laughs> would you do it too? Mm-hmm. Like, we all heard something of like, like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why is it all of a sudden okay to be like, well, I did it because my constituents wanted it. I understand that, like, you are there. You're accountable to them and, they they bring you in office so that you can represent their interests. But there does come a time where mm-hmm. you have to make a decision for what's right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes your constituents don't have all the information. Right. They're not as educated in certain areas that you might be educated in. They don't have the resources you have. They don't have the bird's eye view that you might have. Mm-hmm. So you can't just do what they want you to do. Right. You, you hear their concerns and you say, hey, I'm going to make sure that we represent your concerns. Mm-hmm. But you make decisions and you take actions that line up with what makes sense. Right. Exactly. Like being essentially elected, not only to not simply to do the will of the people, even though it can include that a lot of times, but also like for demonstrating yourself that you're a good enough leader to make the right decision even if it doesn't necessarily line up exactly with what your constituents want. Cause here's the thing. 
in 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 government in, well anyway i won't give my disclaimers but in government you know it's the other thing you know that i've been thinking about a lot with this subject is the whole principle of compromise you you're not the only one everybody don't think like you so you got people to work with so you have to hash out deals and not deals but you know like you got to work together with other people for the good of the whole the whole country and so it's kind of hard to do that you know you can you you bring to the table whoever you represent and their concerns and all that stuff and so do all the other public officials and then something for the good of the nation it's it's a challenge but for the good of the nation folks make a decision you know mm. but this whole compromise thing you're you're a bad person now essentially if you side with the the republicans or you side with the democrats or whatever you know it's like how in the world is that bad how does stuff my whole thing is like how does stuff actually work if you don't have compromise if you don't have yeah. people who are willing to kind of like okay i'm gonna stand on this strong or whatever but we have to come together. So let's let's really make this thing work. Let's really see what's going to be best rather than demonizing each other. You know, and I don't know, acting like kids and not, you know, and being like, oh, no, I didn't side with them. And that actually being a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, what I mean, I guess it makes sense if it's if it's like the other side is evil. And mm-hmm, I think that mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're dealing with where people think of the other side as evil. And so it's kind of like, well, you shouldn't compromise with evil because evil is evil. So I think that's part of the challenge that we, we face, but, um, it's like our leaders have to like be leaders. Cause you know, I was thinking that, um, we're not just a straight democracy where the majority rules. We're a democratic Republic where, and I, I don't, profess to like be some expert in political theory on this but um the way i think the way i understand it to be and that's not a political theory anyway the way i understand it to be is that a democratic republic is not just everybody votes and the majority wins it's you vote for somebody to represent you and right. then they go and they make decisions and that's for a reason they put a middleman in there because they know that like the masses will the masses will just like go here and there they're gonna go with the wind mm-hmm. one day the masses are over here the other, other day the masses are over there and the way that the masses go is going to result in the tyranny of the minority mm-hmm. or tyranny of the majority against the minority I, oh yeah well, yeah i got you i need to go back to political science but <laughs> but anyway like we have this representative democracy because we don't trust the majority to make the decision. We trust people who have been vetted and who have gone through certain kind of experiences and have certain kind of wisdom and judgment to represent these masses because mm-hmm. they need to hear the voices of the masses, but then they need to make a calculated good judgment decision. Right. And I think that these days it's too many people who are just, who've given that responsibility up. And they want to pass the buck to other people. Well, that's what they want me to do. Or I couldn't do it because of this or that. But, like, where is your personal integrity to make the decision mm-hmm. that's right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something I, um, <laughs> y'all probably like, Veronica could take forever to read books. I'm still reading mm-hmm. what makes the great great. And I'm probably, <laughs> like, halfway through, if that. Jeez. But, um, 
he's talking about integrity now. And y'all might remember I wasn't a huge fan of the book at first. I thought it was kind of interesting the way it was written, but it actually is very good for me right now. So thank you, um, Mr. Kimbrough. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like he's talking about integrity and how having integrity is part of what makes a great great. It's like you are a person who are a person of your word. You do things that you say you're going to do. You follow through with it. And you actually like are someone that people can trust mm-hmm. and they can like believe in this person. Mm-hmm. But we, we're losing that. And it's like, why is it okay to like not operate in integrity? Mm-hmm. Why are we cool with this? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. You know, um, as you were talking, it was kind of reminding me of something that we've talked about before. Like, a lot of the things that that have happened politically as well as even other experience, non-political experiences I've had, um, being under different other different kinds of leaders and, and, um, and stuff like that. It's really made me understand leadership is difficult. Being a leader is hard, you know, like for people to actually like, Assume it's very glamorous and all that kind of stuff, especially depending on what you're doing. You know, like if you're, you know, a senator or rep, you know, a representative or president or whatever, a cabinet member, you know, a Supreme Court justice, or even like a local leader, state leader. But it's it's difficult because you literally have to um you represent all these people. And you and they're counting on you to represent them well and even sometimes counting on you to do the things that they want. But 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 a leader kind of like what we've been saying already, but a leader doesn't necessarily just do what people want. You know, a leader has to make hard decisions. Mm -hmm. That's part of what it is to be a leader. You know, I'm at this um, point in my engineering career and um, good gracious, I could. I won't go into all these other things that are tangentially related to that, but I made a point in my engineering career where, you know, I've been kind of encouraged to consider being a supervisor and, um, and, you know, anytime anybody said anything like that to me, you know, there's the part of it. It's like, Oh man, you know, you know, chief, chief McClendon. Okay. okay. (laughs) You know, but, but, right. But then on the other hand, I have, I have a lot of pause about that because <laughs> I know some of these folks that I don't work with, man, just being real. I really have, I've, I've gained a lot of respect for my supervisor because of some of my coworkers that he's had to deal with. Like people who've given them an incredibly hard time, you know? Um, and, and, um, I don't take it lightly. So like, the, so the, so sort of be over people, in any sort of capacity, it's a hard job. And sometimes people count on you to do things that you might just not be able to do, you know, whether it's because you're not able to from a legal standpoint or you're not able to because it's not really the best decision for whoever it is you represent. Um, but people aren't going to always understand that. They're not going to. But again, it's part of being a leader. Yeah. You know? And you have to have compassion and... um 
a heart for the people that you're working on behalf as well. It's like by you, um, by you like being this in this leadership position and you have compassion on the people that are that you're leading, then you can like impact lives in a positive mm-hmm. way. You can change someone's life for the better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's the same thing if you are a person who operates, you know, in a way that's like more self interested and mm-hmm. you're not operating in in out of concern for those people you represent then you can mess somebody's life up Mm -hmm. and it's like why don't more people want to do the former and like actually help make people's lives better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you know why that is a great opportunity that you have when you're serving as a leader, it's a great opportunity to like make things better. Mm-hmm. I think I always think about missed opportunities, and I think that um, so many times leaders are missing opportunities to like make things better. I mean, I mean, it's just you see it, you see it in so many ways. Like, man, if somebody would just take leadership here, take ownership here, if somebody would say, "I'm responsible here," then like what would happen? What about if somebody said, you know what, as long as I'm the mayor, I'm not going to be satisfied with anybody in my, in my city or my, Mm -hmm. my County being poor. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to settle for children, not having food to eat before they go to school. I'm not going to settle for neighborhoods having, being crime ridden. And you might not be able to do everything perfectly, but like if somebody just has that attitude, like I'm not settling for this. Mm -hmm. And like, what good can they do? I mean, right. just just by the having that mindset, and I, I just wish that more people would do it because it's like, okay, well, maybe the mayor can't do it by himself, but what about if the commissioners are all on board with that, and they're all saying we're gonna do what's best for people, not not necessarily what my constituents want. I hear my constituents. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna try to you know promote some of the things they care about. But it's not gonna be at the detriment of other people. Like mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I just wish that we had more people who would do the right thing because it's the right thing for the good of people. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that I'm saying it, it sounds like, yeah, of course, blah blah blah. Like, of course we want that. But like, what about if we all just make a commitment that I'm gonna be a person who promotes the good of all, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be a person who people can trust my word, and I'm gonna be a person who's loving toward people. I'm gonna be a person who's kind. I'm gonna be a person who has compassion, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna be a person who doesn't do all of this just because of what people might say about me. Right, right. And even if if, if something, say for example, something has been stuff has been happening like this for a long time where these folks did the wrong thing and the people before them did the wrong thing and the people before them did the wrong thing. Like I always think about who's going to be the one that's going to be willing to kind of step in and be like, okay, all right, I'm breaking this cycle here. I'm Mm -hmm. breaking it. I'm breaking it just because everybody else and a mama did it. Doesn't mean that I have to do it as well. I actually, you know, I want the right thing. And even if it makes me unpopular to do differently than everybody else i'm willing to stand up and do this because i understand that that's what leadership actually is you know that you know like you said that i actually have an opportunity i have an i have a very unique opportunity that many people don't have to make an impact at this place that i'm in whether we're talking about government or maybe even talking about 
don't know, you know, spiritual leadership or workplace leadership or whatever. I have this this spot and I was put here for a reason. You know, I can really do some good stuff here. You know, let me go ahead. I, you know, it's like that story in the Bible of the uh, I can never remember what Israelite king it was. The one who it was the son of this king who was like a bad king and mm-hmm. or something oh, like yeah. that and then the 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 new king's um father's advisors told him you know essentially Rare he had never yeah I think okay it was Rare Bone, I think. okay yeah they essentially were talking about the opportunity he had to do to do good the old ones yeah the old ones were saying that then the young the young advisors to the to the king they were like dude man you need to be hard on these folks man yeah you need to <laughs> your yoke need to be have many times heavier than your dad's was. You need to crack that whip on, on those folks. My my pinky is bigger than <laughs> bigger than my dad's waist. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm a, so he listened to the young folks and he went real hard on them. And I think he wasn't the king very long. Then you he know. got killed or something. I don't right. know. Something happened. He went to lay with his father's real soon or something. Oh, <laughs> all right, right. Rest with his father's. Yeah. <laughs> and his story was written in the chronicles of the whatever. <laughs> yeah, that book that we never read. Right. But yeah, you know, it's like he blew it. He blew it, you know, and um he really had a chance to um to do the right thing even though his father had not, but instead he did way opposite. It's like, you know what? You know, and I guess it's because I guess it's because of some perceived benefit to himself. You know, I think that's a lot of times what ends up being the case. It's like if I do the wrong thing, if I do what I know is not necessarily the right thing to do, then then I will be able to avoid some negative thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's still not really your job. It's not your job. You know. Yeah, it's weird um, that doing the wrong thing is even acceptable. Because mm-hmm. I think about with politics, why do we, why is it the norm that when people are running for office, they're going to do a smear campaign against the other party? Yeah, I despise that. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know if I've ever, I think with the recent Senate race with, um, I don't want to go into people's names yeah, and stuff, but there be. wasn't as much, you know, in some ways. But like when I, li- I listen to Political Rewind and they talked about how some people had an advantage Anyway, I ain't gonna go into <laughs> it. But anyway, um, why why folks gotta do that? I mean, why can't you just talk about how good you gonna be? Right. But you have to you have to smear your opponent, and it's like, is there some something wrong with human nature that we can't accept a political campaign that's just based on truth and honesty and and what I'm gonna do? Like, does it have to be? My opponent is going to do this. And it just gets worse and worse and it worse does. and worse. It's like recently it's just come on. I mean, like the mm-hmm. ads are just so how bad can you present somebody? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I don't, I mean, definitely like, I'm not saying that if, if somebody, how do I phrase this? I'm not saying that I agree with, particular people are not on everything but like i feel like if you have to spend most of your time 
mudslinging and, you know, just kind of like stomping on and, and, and trashing your opponent. Like, what do you have to offer? Like, what do you really have to offer? And, you know, and you could have something to offer, but it's like you can't really hear it. You use, I mean, usually they do have a lot to offer. Right. Because most, most campaigns are run that way. Mm-hmm. But when you, when they get in office, everybody's happy and they're, they're friendly toward each other. Mm-hmm. But just why don't you focus on those things that you do have to offer? You know, it kind of reminds me. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like some of these jokes and things that folks make with the. Uh, um, like Chick-fil-A and like whenever Popeye's came out with that sandwich mm-hmm. or whatever. And of course they, I mean, a lot of people kind of did it themselves. I get, well, there was like this indirect kind of, you know, jabbing, I think at Chick-fil-A whenever that came out. But like, you know, but you know, Chick-fil-A didn't really have to, you know, they just kind of do their thing because they kind of mm-hmm. know they have a quality product and they have very, very quality service mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and so you know no matter how good anybody's chicken sandwich is even if it might be better i don't know the thing is it's like a lot of people saw it as like a you know like a joke you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's like the you know but 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 chick-fil-a you know don't even have to like really say anything you know right don't even have to acknowledge anything they just do their thing and do it well and keep on doing it right i think they did a little bit of um like oh, a little kind of jet, of oh, mm. but i think it was you know it's probably just more for fun <laughs> right right yeah exactly they so. probably basically were like come on y'all mm-hmm. do we have to say anything no right exactly like come on y'all stop playing man. i mean that popeye's chicken sandwich if i had to choose between the two i might choose popeye's chicken sandwich but am i gonna yeah, choose man. that long line at popeye's <laughs> or am i gonna choose that bad, bad service? service let me stop <laughs> I mean, for popeye's sewers <laughs> y'all know it's the truth uh yeah. hey listen i'm an attorney you can sue me for defamation and i'm gonna say truth that's gonna be my defense <laughs> yeah you know just saying you know just saying i mean it's you know, I mean, I I, I like I definitely <clears throat> definitely like Popeye's chicken. I mean, I try not to eat really either of those too much. You just you know the fried foods and things. But anyway, I mean, you just kind of know like uh, the good stuff. Kind of more so, the good service really speaks for itself. It speaks for itself, <laughs> and the bad service does right. Too. And the bad service speaks for itself. So oh that, my that's, gosh! That's, yeah. I almost raised a campaign to get the. Popeyes removed from <laughs> from my local um, area. I, it, yeah. I was about. I was. Ooh, I was so upset. Ugh. And every, you know, no offense, man. But, I was ready. Right, but no offense. Was so like every single time. I know we've gone to our local, and every time the service has been bad. It's horrible. Every, every single and time. And the place look raggedy. Right. And the food don't be that. I mean, the food actually be okay. But anyway, they don't be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Y'all like, okay, so we're talking about good people and integrity. Like, it goes with customer service as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had an experience, and I'm going to try to make it very general with a, com- a company, and like the employees were doing some a service for me. And, like, if I have to, like, if every time I make a request, you say, oh, we don't do that, or, oh, you wanted me to do that. It's right, like, right, 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 <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, come on, where is customer service? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. 
I need you to anticipate. And then, like, just have an eager attitude. If I ask you to do something else and just be like, oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but people be like, oh, oh, you want me to do that? Like, and it's like, I'm not asking you to do anything that's out of the ordinary. I'm not asking you to, like, I am about to tell what I was talking about. But I'm I'm not asking you to do anything extraordinary. I'm just asking you to do, like, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. And you know, I just like y'all. Come on now, like where's the pleasure to serve? Mm-hmm, where's mm-hmm. the pleasure to help? Like I, I'm happy to help you. Like sometimes you might have somebody who is causing you a little trouble, who might be a little bit demanding. But like, mm-hmm. let's have a positive attitude and, and an eager like can do attitude. And you might yeah. get a little less of the attitude from people. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Some of that stuff definitely is a, it's like a, um, it's telling of the, you know, perhaps the culture of the company. Like maybe the culture needs to be a little bit more developed in that regard. Mm-hmm. But then we have to kind of like, we have to kind of, we have to take personal responsibility as well. You know, I worked at Chick-fil-A when I was in, um, in college. And, um, you know, it's like I didn't. I, you know, the whole my pleasure thing. You, you felt that <laughs> it really was your pleasure. And, and I when re- you go to Chick Fil A, you feel like it's your pleasure. Like, mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say my pleasure to you. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> but I, I, I remember a couple of times when I dealt with people, like customers who were like, you know, being mean and all that kind of stuff. You know, and you could, I mean, you know, the same way if you're working at another restaurant, you you, you had the temptation to like really kind of like let them know that you were displeased with how they treated you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) right, exactly. But, um, but the company culture there for like customer service is really strong, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're very, very serious about that. And it shows that's why anytime you go to any of their locations. It don't matter what state you're in, what city you're in, they're always wrapped around the building. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and these, boy, I tell you, since COVID. Oh yeah, it's uh, crazy, man. You, and then you be sitting up in there for an hour waiting for your chicken sandwich and you see the lines moving very quickly. It's just a long line. Mm-hmm. And you still be happy to get your little chicken sandwich. Yeah, you, don't even be, you don't even be thinking about the time. You're just you reaching in there mad. for your waffle fries. You but know, if but you go uh, to other places, man, yeah. I went somewhere else and I was there for an hour and it's like, you want to snatch the sandwich out the uh, window. Yeah, and then folks don't even be saying sorry. <laughs> they don't They don't recognize that anything was wrong. You know, oh it's like, <laughs> you know, like we talking about with this podcast, where are the good people at, man? <laughs> <laughs> come on, like common decency say, I'm so sorry. Like, come on. Right. You, I was waiting for 45 minutes. It's, it's late. I got the kids in the car. And you gonna throw the food out the window like you right. know? And I know that it's probably because five people before me cussed you out. I understand that, and that's you know. But maybe they wouldn't have done it if they saw somebody like you know. I'm sorry, like just show some something. I don't know. What's it? Uh, Otis Redding song. Try a little tenderness. Try a little tenderness. Mm-hmm. It go a long way. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. It does. It, it really does. It, it really does. I mean, and it, it's like, um, it, it like, what's the Bible say that a soft word can turn away wrath, turn away like wrath, and um, you know, being kind to somebody is like pouring heaping burning mm-hmm. coals on their head when mm-hmm. they were evil to you. 
it really is the truth. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, I've had people where it's like you interact with somebody and you see that they're about to be like, mm-hmm. but then you smile and you show concern or compassion and you see them, the, the anger melt right in front of mm-hmm. you. They're just like, mm-hmm. I can't be mad at her. Mm-hmm. She just, she was so kind to me. Mm-hmm. You can see it. And it's like, it arrests people when you're kind to them. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we have some more of this arresting kindness where we just like show love and 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 just be kind to people and just see what happens. Yeah, that that's the next level right there. The reason why I say that, you know the the situation I was dealing with at work where somebody I don't know, I was working in a different location um and somebody that I don't know was always kind of like treating me some different kind of way, kind of like I would I would speak to this person, and they wouldn't acknowledge me. So I speak louder, and they still wouldn't acknowledge me. And when they finally acknowledged me, they were kind of like dismissive and even snappy, you know, at me, almost like they had like a parental place over me or whatever. Mm. And I'm you know I'm I'm sitting here a grown man, you know I'm I'm grown and um I don't even know this person. You know, and so my wife knows I was having a real big, a real hard time with that. But the thing is, kind of like what you're saying, you know, y'all, this world is full of hurt. It's full of frustration. I don't know why, you know, the this person was like this with me. You know, it could have been some sort of other experience. It could have been some stereotyping of me. I don't I don't know. But the thing is, it's like it's real easy to kind of be like, man, I told them, you know, I, I said this and they, they knew they wouldn't, they didn't need to cross me, you know, mm. you know, and, um, but all we do is just kind of like, we just add a little bit more to the negativity in the world. Yeah. It's like creating a net, net, um, right. amount of negativity. I don't know. Right, right, right. Exactly. But who, who's who, at some point, somebody has to kind of like step up. You kind of take the blows and then just kind of be like, Okay, I'm returning love. I'm returning love because mm-hmm. you know it sounds kind of, kind of um, sappy and all that kind of stuff. But it's like it's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that that's actually going to bring change to the world. It yeah. is like even yeah. small at small, it might be at a small level, but it is because people notice that. Like you said, you disarm people who are mean to you whenever you're kind, you know, or you like we talking about the leadership stuff earlier. You 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 change the world whenever you were steadfastly um pursuing righteousness so to speak even when other people are trying to push you to do otherwise or you get demonized because you're not demonizing like everybody else is it's like it makes a difference people mm-hmm. are watching even if they might say one thing they're watching right right it's, it's it reminds me of how i'm um, helping my parents with something and dealing with the um a person, a company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give details, but dealing with a company and um, and the guy told me he did something. He agreed to do something that was like a long shot, and he had to like fight in order to do it for us. And he said, um, "You just been so nice this mm-hmm. whole time, you know." And when folks are like that, we want to work for you. We want to like make something happen out of nothing mm-hmm. because it's like you're actually being kind to us in a tough situation. It's like, well, but when somebody has a bad attitude, 
He said, you, you just get on the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You get on what they're entitled to and nothing more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's the truth. That's how we do it. It's like you, so like, <laughs> I don't know. You don't do it for that reward, but you just can know that you're going to be taken care of mm-hmm. if you go and you're kind to people and you're loving and you go out of your way to be kind to someone, even if they're not being kind to you. Mm-hmm. But, um, Mm-hmm. Like and we, what we're talking about is not even that level. Like even just people just doing the right thing, even if you know it's like it, it's not even about like going out of your way to be kind to somebody. It's just mm-hmm. about being basic, basic, you know, and having basic integrity, and not um, having a "what's in it for me" kind of attitude. Right. Right. Like I don't know. We, I feel like we could probably have a whole other conversation about this because there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this stuff ain't no. You know, I think people sometimes we kind of think about such things as like old fashioned mm-hmm. kind of values and everything. No, it's not not old fashioned. It's just it's, it's tried just, and true, right? It's tried and true. Is it's just decency is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that's what's lacking tremendously in this world and this why we have so many of the issues that we have and why we keep on going just deeper and deeper into issues rather than actually you know improving you know with time mm-hmm. it's like we we you know all we do is get worse and worse and then we respond by going more and more on in, into our corners you know and so well I'm just going to stay strong here well I'm going to stay strong here and you know and just kind of back up further and further like no man mm-hmm. it's not the way it works we would find out if we could just kind of get to that and we would find out a whole lot better how to like how alike we are and then how we can mesh our differences and and make the world truly better yeah and like you get more like if everybody's putting in you get more for everybody mm-hmm. but if people everybody's trying to take out then then there's going to be less mm-hmm. it's just how it always is it's, it's like when you put stuff into the pot it goes a long way mm-hmm. so i hope that something we said this this evening or whenever you're listening kind of gets you thinking like how can i be more kind more good you know in this world mm-hmm. so uh we enjoyed this as always and We hope that you'll tell somebody about it. Share it. Please share, y'all. Peace. All right. Pursuing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 